East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Today I'm joined by Vicky Sowerby, who is our trainer coach for our education portfolio of apprenticeships. Hiya Vicky. Hi. So, do you want to tell our lovely listeners a little bit about yourself, Vicky? Yes, absolutely. I've been at college for around about five years now. Um, my job role is trainer coach in early years and teaching assistant. Um, I'm from Hartlepool. I am married with two boys and one gorgeous cockapoo dog. <laughs> oh, lovely Coco. <laughs> lovely Coco. He's a smasher. <laughs> so, you've mentioned you've been here for five whole years. Yes. That's a canny stint. It is. So, how would you sum up your job in a day-to-day fashion? What is your daily tasks look like? Normally crazy. <laughs> Plenty to do. Um, but it is going around supporting apprentices within their job roles within a variety of different workplaces, whether that be schools, nurseries. So it is supporting them through their learning journey and making sure that they're on track and you know, getting the support from us and their workplace as well. Perfect. And you're obviously very good at this because we get lots of great feedback for Vicky listeners. Um, So you've mentioned the learner journey there. I think that's a great place for us to start. Um, I know you've been really, really lucky to deal with some wonderful apprentices in the five years that you've been here at East Ham College. Um, I'm pretty sure that there'll be a plethora of these wonderful people that'll be top of mind. Do you want to take us through some of the, the more, I suppose, memorable journeys that you've been part of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have been really lucky in terms of working with lots of wonderful apprentices and also different workplaces and businesses as well Um, but you're right there are a few that that sort of come to mind so I have had the absolute pleasure of working with somebody who started off their journey in a complete different career they were actually a cook in a kitchen okay um started off doing that in a care home with adult vulnerable adults Mm -hmm. um and then moved into a dinner nursery Mm -hmm. and then the COVID pandemic hit so he was employed as as a cook but then COVID hit and he took on some job roles within the nursery so he started to help out in the rooms um do a little bit of cleaning and things like that lots of different job roles and what actually happened in that instance was management had noticed his natural flair and ability Mm -hmm. to work within the rooms with the children and actually approached him about how he would feel in training in that area and sort of doing an apprenticeship wow yeah. What what a career change. Yes, absolutely. H- how old is this person that we're talking about? So this person is currently 36. Wow. So, yes. So at quite a different point in their lives, mm-hmm. as you've said, completely doing a different role, mm-hmm. um, but clearly um, maybe you find a new calling. Yes, 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And like I say, you know, from being a cook for sort of 17 years to even just helping out in the nursery and somebody else recognizing that actually you've got a natural talent within this um, within this field was a massive sort of confidence boost for for him as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happened was he came onto an apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. worked astoundingly hard Mm -hmm. um faced many many different challenges because obviously being a male practitioner in the earlier sector is um you know different within itself yeah there's not so many Mm -hmm. yeah there's not so many there's Mm -hmm. actually three percent in the whole of the uk wow of male practitioners in early years blooming heck yeah so so that that setting then must have been literally delighted that this man really wanted to embrace this career change yes absolutely absolutely and have been really really supportive in terms of getting that person to where they are today so that person has gone on and completed not only the level two apprenticeship in early years but has also obtained his level one maths level one english because that individual actually came in with no prior qualifications either um and I mean that's obviously from the qualification side of things but from the personal side of things his confidence his self-belief his self-esteem um all them sort of other skills as well have have really sort of come on in him too Mm -hmm. that's an amazing story because let's face it who doesn't want to hear some absolute success where somebody has really changed direction of their career so I know obviously throughout this particular um, person's journey with us you played a huge part in supporting them to transition into that particular apprenticeship do you want to go into a bit more detail of how you helped that happen yeah absolutely so you're right I mean that person was right at the beginning of their learning journey so and kind of had been thrust into that position so first of all it was looking at the different qualifications and finding the one that would best suit that learner's needs in terms of what his job role was so that was really the the starting point of my role to come in and say what kind of things are you going to be doing what duties and to marry that up and, and find out which apprenticeship was right and then from then on, it was supporting that person to achieve the different assignments, the work that they were producing, going through and looking at where they were developing the skills. So making sure that I was doing things like observations and then feeding that back to that learner so they could see exactly where their starting point was and where they were building up that knowledge, skill and behaviour. Yeah, because I think that's interesting, isn't it? When I know we talk a little bit about having that kind of virtual kit bag where all of these bits of information go to where you can, like you say, whether you're reflecting on that or whether you're showing actual evidence of learning. Yeah, I think what's important, you know, is, is when you're a trainer coach, you know, a lot of people kind of don't really know what that role does in general and and how does somebody go into that role even so how did you end up doing that kind of role and what do you see as the the kind of key elements of that role and how it pulls itself together with our apprentice programs so I think I ended up doing that role because I've worked in early years settings um, I've done my own qualifications and I knew that that was sort of a next progression step for me that I wanted to come outside of the field and start to train the people who were going to be the future in that field so that that was kind of how I got into it and my job role is one of a supportive nature as, as we've all already said so it is about going in and making sure that that learner is carrying out their job role as they should be making sure that they know what they are doing and how it links into their apprenticeship standard so not 
just telling them but supporting them to see that as well mm -hmm. because obviously when they come to sort of endpoint assessment that's what that's what they're going to be judged on so looking at that and helping them to reflect on their job role doing regular reviews with them so going out and meeting with the employer and the apprentice together to look at where they're developing what they could work on where they could improve um, and also what they're doing really really well and what their strengths and things are so that sort of my job role in a nutshell to to go through and support that whole journey with not just the apprentice but the apprentice and the employer and the business as well nurseries and skills can be quite challenging they're very fast-paced um you know you're on your feet for the majority of the day um a lot of settings have a lot of children with additional needs that they cater for, you know, ranging from mild to severe challenging behaviour. So, yes, I think in terms of, you know, any any person working in that area, but especially for an apprentice, um, starting out and just starting to develop those knowledge, skills and behaviours, that can be a real challenge for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, they play such a vital role, um, you know, in, in that kind of workforce development for schools and nurseries because you know we work with a lot of, of these particular settings and, and a lot of that's down to yourself being a great support to both as you said the apprentices but and to the workplace yeah. um how, what would you say then thinking of the workplaces and, and potentially thinking of maybe a school or nursery that we haven't worked with what would be the top three tips that you would think from their point of view what would they look for if they were thinking about employing an apprentice so I think the main thing to look for are those transferable skills and again just going back to that example where we talked about the person who was obviously working as a cook there's sort of lots of skills in there that could transfer into that LES or school setting as well but then looking to see whether people are enthusiastic um, you know because I think it's it's well documented that in sort of early years and and even schools to some extent they're not the best paid job roles um so you're really looking for that passion inside of people because it is a it's sort of it's it's not just a career choice it's it's a lifestyle it's what people enjoy doing and you've got to have that passion there as well yeah I think that's a great point actually because let's face it we work in education we know that ourselves yes I think what's interesting there is just going back to thinking of the the challenges that we're thinking about here from a sentence point of view apprenticeships um, have changed uh, significantly over the last few years what would you say that the main challenges are for apprentices coming into your field what, what have you experienced over the last few years so I think in terms of apprenticeships yes they have changed a lot um, from what they were previous um, to now but a lot of the challenges that my learners face is working and juggling that full-time role alongside with assignments, work, products that have got to come in, meeting those knowledge, skills, behaviours and evidence in them and maintaining that work-home life balance, I think, is a, is a real big challenge for the apprentices. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the difference in things like EPA now, um, yes. and I know, you know you've been a huge support. I've seen it myself um, in the time that I've been back here at East Durham College just how much you have supported your learners on their journey especially coming to EPA um, again would you give people any particular tips when they're coming up to that point if they are an apprentice yeah so I mean EPA is all of the EPA methods are different but one thing that is central and that EPA focuses on is looking at how you can 
um, demonstrate your knowledge, skills and behaviours in that area. So it's always reflecting at and looking back on your own practice, looking at what you're required to do, so what the knowledge or the skills are and giving some examples to back that up. So a sort of self-reflection, I would say, not just at the end, but right the way through the programme as well, will really support people when they're coming up to that EPA programme program process. I guess and I guess I suppose when you are a younger person how would we how would they do that yeah it's a bit, I know that's a million dollar question isn't it <laughs> yeah like, it is because it's almost you've got to practice that don't you yes you do and again I think that comes back to maybe some of the challenges for the workplace as well because one of the key elements is that they've got a good mentor in place within that workplace and hopefully that mentor will help and support them through that process of self-reflection because it's got to be something that is done in the workplace at the time of the event so that again you know the workplaces have got to make sure that they've got that support there too. Yeah. And I guess we, you know, we shouldn't really underestimate the the impact that our mentor would have. Um, and it is a really crucial part that they play. If you were to think of the most favourite part of your job, I know again, that's a bit of a question, Vicky. <laughs> it is. And you might not only have one, I don't think. <laughs> what, what would you say your favourite part? Let's go with parts. Parts, yes. I mean, yeah, I couldn't just pinpoint one. I don't think there's lots of different elements of my job role that I really enjoy. Um, but I think if I ranked them maybe in order, I would go with going out and meeting new people, um, experience and working with new apprentices, new settings, um, even the sort of the children and sometimes even the parents who attend those sessions every day is completely different. Um, so I think that would have to be sort of my me, me top one um, but then I also really enjoy going and helping them do that process of self-reflecting looking at reviews doing taught sessions within college where they'll come in as a group and that is really lovely as well because what that does is enables them to share good practice from all of their different settings mm. so that's a that's another really lovely element of of my job role as well mm. but you're right there are so many that uh yeah i couldn't just pick one i think you could be here all day couldn't <laughs> yeah. you? you know and and i like i say i've been i've been lucky enough to see you in action and and I, I can see the amount of passion that you have for your job and for the learners and, and like I say East Ham College is very very lucky to have you on our trainer coach team so thank you so much for joining us today we've really really enjoyed chatting to you lovely thank you very much and if you would like more information about our education portfolio here at East Durham College, just drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk. And thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to get our next episode straight to your feed, just give us a follow. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business.